You are listening to DNA Discoveries, Stories of Finding Family. And today, I'm very happy to be speaking with a guest named Kim. Kim sent me an email back in June, and she said, I have a story, and I'd love to share it on DNA Discoveries. And that's how these stories are able to be told when you reach out to me through dnadiscoveries.fireside.fm or by emailing uh, the podcast as well uh, at dnadiscoverysepodcast at gmail.com. And so when you send that, then I reach out and begin to converse and then schedule an interview. And that's uh, what's happened with Kim. And I'm very delighted to share this conversation. Uh, A few weeks ago, someone pointed out to me as I was doing an interview with them, they said, you know, you tend to interview a lot of guys and not a lot of women. And so when her request came in, I said, she has to be the next one because all the other people I had on the list were men. So, um, so ladies, if you're out there too, I'm happy to share your uh, stories of finding family and your own DNA discovery as well. So please don't be afraid to reach out. And so Kim, uh, thanks so much for joining me today and uh, for wanting to share your story. Oh, it's my pleasure. And um, Edward, thank you so much for doing your podcast. And, you know, I'm really honored to to tell my story. And it's very validating to hear other people's stories as well. So thank you. Yeah. So one of the things about our stories that is true for everybody is that we kind of have our own family of origin story. And that's why these DNA discovery stories are quite interesting, because it's almost altering that family of origin that what we believe to have been true, no longer is true. And so then that story changes a little bit by introducing a new person or something into that story. Granted, we don't disregard the people from the past, that they're still who they have been and always will be to us, but that there's new players in our story. And I'm very curious about your own family story uh, as you shared about it, because kind of there was maybe even in your mind a little confusion all along, and maybe you weren't as surprised as you should have been about this discovery that you made uh, when you did one of the autosomal DNA tests. So maybe just uh, let's start there. Why did you decide to do one of those tests? And the test that you did was 23andMe. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, there'd always been a little bit of a question as to who my biological father was, but I was told, you know, one thing and clearly that turned out not to be true. But the the ultimate reason I decided to do 23andMe was because my older son, he did it and it showed that he was one third Irish, which there was, you know, to my knowledge, no Irish on my side or my husband's side. So when I did it, it came back and showed that I, in fact, was, you know, half Irish. And that's even, you know, gone up even more to like 70% Irish and British, like over the years. And it's interesting, that whole Irish question, because, you know, everybody wants to be Irish, especially on St. Patrick's Day. It's actually the reason why I took my test. I knew that my mother had been adopted 
that I have my mother's last name actually. And so I knew it was an Irish last name, but I'm like, I know it's not my origin by blood, right? And so I'm like, let's let's take the DNA test kit and see if by chance I can still celebrate my Irish heritage as much as I like doing so. So, so and it's always funny when people say, oh, I always thought I was such and such. Like there, there was a guy that thought, you know, he was Italian or Irish. He was one of the episodes. And then he found out he wasn't, that he was the exact opposite. So uh, to find out your, your history there, that's always uh, intriguing. So um, now you, you mentioned your own family and kind of there were those questions of who your biological father was. And so why were those questions that you had at all? What made you be suspicious, I guess, of what you were always told? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me just kind of start from the beginning. Uh, I was born and raised in Southern California and my mom was married. We'll just say to husband number one. And, um, she had my sister and then two years later she was pregnant with me and, um, sadly he passed away. So he was 26 years old. And, um, the story was that he was my father and my sister's father. Well, then she remarried um, and uh, husband number two, and um, they had my brother. So, you know, as I was growing up, it was my sister and I were from her first husband who passed away. And then my brother was from her second husband, which is, you know, that sounded really realistic. And but as I started growing up, you know, I really didn't look like, you know, anyone in the family. Um, I didn't resemble my sister at all, and um, the women in my family had a completely different body type. I had different coloring, and I kind of really resembled, like, her second husband, you know? So, um, time went by, and, and, you know, this was, I was raised in the 70s. It seems like there was a lot of (laughs) running around on each other, a lot of divorces. That's kind of what was going on. And, um, my, her second husband was, he was in and out of our lives. So he was, you know, like the dad that took us for a week in the summer or, you know, an occasional weekend, but he was kind of involved in our lives when he was married to someone. So he, he ended up marrying four times. So when I was in high school, um, his wife, and he's still married to her to this day, his wife came to me and she's like, you know, um, your father, your dad, and I did call him dad, says that he's your real biological father. And I definitely resembled him more. And so, of course, I told my mom what he said. And so this was like, what, in 1980, you know, there was no DNA or anything like that then. And so my mom, of course, just denied it. And she just said, you know, oh, that's not true. And so I just kind of went on and believed her. So um, life, you know, life went on and Um, unfortunately my mom, she passed away when she was 52. So that was right when I was starting to have children. So I had children and, um, we always kind of talked about it and it was very confusing. Like our family, like, you know, who's your father now? How are you guys related? How did it work out? And what even made it more confusing was, um, my mom's second husband, he had a child with his first wife who is five days apart from me. So for a long time, we thought we were like half siblings, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it it was very scandalous, you know what I mean? So um, about 18 years ago, 
he and I decided, we talked about it more, and he said, yes, you know, I do think I'm your biological father. And so we ended up doing a paternity test at that time. Um, and the results came back that it was, he was, there was no chance he was my biological father. So that, you know, that was kind of, I think I was disappointed, you know, because everybody wants their father to be alive, right? And it was kind of still confusing because I'm like, oh, man, I really look like him. And I was thinking maybe there was a mistake. Maybe he didn't do it right. So I think at that time it was very shocking for him. But he, you know, he didn't really, he didn't really let on to it too much. But he, he did say, he said to me, he said, you know, I think there was a third party involved. Your mom was kind of going through a wild time and stuff. He said that. And I was kind of like, I was kind of upset by it. I was like, why would you say that? That's really disrespectful to mom and stuff like that. And so just kind of put that out of my mind, you know. So then, you know, fast forward to my son doing the DNA test. And that was probably like six years ago. It coming back that he's so Irish. And I, I remember even mentioning that to my dad, my mom's second husband. And he literally, he didn't say a word. He just shrugged his shoulders. And so then I did mine and it, the results came back. And um, I was kind of confused because my son had done ancestry and I thought the two connected, but they don't. So I did the 23andMe and then I also had done the ancestry. And on the 23andMe, you know, you can choose to be connected to your DNA relatives, which what what popped up on there was um, like six cousins and who I only knew like two of them, you know, still not thinking much about it, you know. So at that point, my thinking was I was going to ask my my brother, my half brother and half sister who I grew up with to each do it, you know, to see, you know, am I from dad number one, dad number two. Um, but about a month after I got my results on 23andMe, I had a, a lady, she reached out to me and she said, you know, hi, Kim, you know, I, I, I hope you were looking for some answers because I just submitted my ancestry to 23andme and it's showing that i'm your aunt and it was a like a 24 percent genetic connection so i'm like oh gosh you know here we go here goes pandora's box my husband always told me are you sure you want to open this box and i was always like yes i should know i should know you know <laughs> so here comes your um, answer exactly here comes the answer so i was literally you know it this went on about a couple hours over the day. And so I messaged her back immediately and said, oh, my goodness, you know, that's really shocking. Tell me about your family. You know, and in my mind, I'm thinking, what could this be? This means I have a different father than I ever even thought about, you know, and I'm thinking maybe there was an adoption somewhere down the line, you know, thinking, what is this, you know? And so I told this lady, I said, you know, this is my mom's maiden name and her married name, you know. So then I was like literally walking on the treadmill at the gym and she messaged me back and she was just like, Kim, you know, oh my God, your mom and I grew up together in Chicago. And she said, we were best friends in high school. We went to nursing school together and she goes, we were in each other's weddings. And she said, you know, I had two, um, two brothers and I'm, I'm positive that your father is my older brother, Tom, and they're 100% Irish. And, um, so that's, that's where the shock hit. It was like, oh my goodness, you know? <laughs> so you so, have the answer, you know, then, you know, okay, well, 
it was actually the best friend's brother uh, to yeah. who who was your father. So so if you go back to the picture, then you talked about husband number one. You know, you have an older sister. He was definitely the father. He passes away, and I, I guess my understanding from your story is that he passes away while she's pregnant. Is that right, or or when does she? Yeah. Pa- when does he pass away? Yeah, so he passed away when I was about four months. He passed away in November, and then I was I, I was born in May. Okay. So. <laughs> So do, what was the cause of his death? Do you know? Like, was he terminally sick or, you know, was it just kind of a sudden death? Yeah, I mean, that that's a whole, you know, thought-provoking thing as well. He wasn't terminally ill. So he was, I guess he was a very, very um, brilliant physicist getting his PhD in physics. Um, and the story that I got was that he... He um, inhaled a fungus into his lungs called, I guess it's called blastomycosis. And, um, you know, they didn't know what it was. And, you know, back then they treated everything with penicillin. It kind of just really exacerbated his death. And eventually, you know, it spread to his brain and he passed away like two weeks later. Wow. Yeah. So unexpected. Um, So, you know, if things would have played out differently, he probably would have went on believing all of his life then afterwards if there if he remained husband number one and there was never husband number two he would have believed he was your father then oh i'm sure i'm sure well even his so you know we had a um pretty good involvement with his parents um after, you know in the early years but my, my mom had moved to california so most of the relatives were still in chicago so um you know as far as i know like nobody knew about this like little affair with with tom i can say his name he 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 sadly passed away in 2010 um and all i can think is you know my mom went for a visit in chicago and you know i don't know if this happened because my so my new aunt she got married in 1965 so my mom was in her wedding in chicago but i i, I had to be conceived in 1966 so she had to have gone back there for a visit you know, but nobody really suspected and there was no proof at that time, right? There was, you just couldn't, you couldn't say, oh, this is so-and-so's kid because they're, it's just my word against yours. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, what were the circumstances? Was it just a accidental one night fling? Was there something more there? Could he have been husband number two? Had she not met husband number two? Um, yeah, so a lot of questions there, which unfortunately, I guess you don't get the answers to. Um, but, but now you identify this, this family. And so basically, you connect with your mother's best friend now, who is now your aunt. And uh, what's that like in terms of the family relationship and that dynamic? Uh, as that unfolded do you do things together do you converse with them uh what's that new family relationship look like um well i mean the fact that like there's such a strong connection to my mom and even her parents and that side of the family is just like like that means so much to me you know versus it having my father be somebody who like i had no idea who he was or who the family was so that that part is just lovely. And um, I, I have met them. So this, I found out in 20, 
20, no, sorry, 2019. And then, you know, uh, my aunt lives in Illinois. And then I have a, a first cousin who lives in Nashville. And then I also have two two more half siblings, which I found out about a, a, a boy and a girl, so a brother and sister. Um, and so Tom, my my biological father, he clearly didn't know about me. Um, at least I didn't think he did. And he didn't marry till he was 45 and had children when he was 50. So um, actually, like my kids are very similar ages to my new half siblings. So um, I connected with my aunt right away. Like she was very, very welcoming. My cousin is just a lovely, just the kindest person you'll ever meet. Um, it took me a little bit of time to get, you know, um, involved in my my half brother and half sister. You know, I think it's a totally different perspective for them, you know, being the ones, oh, I have this like older sister that like, you know, my dad from his past, like, you know, it's a, it's a totally different situation for them. But we do we do keep in contact and I was able to meet them. We tried to get together in 2021, 2020, but then COVID seemed to get too, we didn't want to travel. So 2021, we all met in Nashville. Well, that's a fun place to meet up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my cousin lives there, so we all we all met there, and um, it was a really lovely meeting. You know, I was able to bring my husband and my older son, who, um, you know, there's I guess my new half sister saw a lot of resemblance between you know in the in the the eyes of you know her brother and my son, who would be what you know nephew and uncle so we had a really nice meeting we got to you know be together for for two days and my aunt she she made this lovely photo album about my father she made it for all of us and um included you know lots of um history and from the roots of you know where we were from in ireland and stuff like that so it was it was pretty special i haven't seen him since though i need to get out to chicago that's my next goal is to get out there yeah, it's always great to reconnect and to be with uh, our family, right? So uh, I live in Wisconsin. I met this uh, cousin of mine because my mother had a sister. Both were given up for adoption. So we were able to connect over Ancestry DNA or uh, one of the autosomal DNA test kits. And so, so yeah, like it's just wonderful. Anytime we – it's very similar like uh, – we, we haven't seen each other probably in almost a year. Uh, I just talked to her on the phone the other day. Uh, even though I live an hour closer to them now, it's just uh, sometimes schedules are hard to coordinate and get together. But but uh, there's always something about connecting with family and being together. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully that will happen uh, real soon for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, my aunt's eighty, going to be 82, you know, so fortunately she's still in good health. But. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's, it's interesting too, for like adoptees, that must be even more confusing when you start connecting like the cousins and how everybody's related, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's, it's very good that the aunt was welcoming. So 
Because I could have imagined, you know, there could have been a different way that this would have played out. So she was very welcoming. And uh, so you actually feel strongly connected because they were friends. And and so that makes you even feel a stronger connection with your mother because of that. But there could have been the other way it played out where she would have felt like betrayed. I can't believe my best friend would have slept with my brother. Why didn't she tell me this? When did this happen? You know, so there could have been um, all of those uh, questions and reactions from her. And then, you know, you wonder if she like, now that she knows that this happened at least one time, you you wonder if she's like, oh, I can trace that. I can see that maybe when, <laughs> when uh, you know, when she would come over to the house, you would always, you know, want to speak with her or, or whatever, you know, you just wonder if now she can piece it together a little bit. Well, it is kind of, kind of funny because we, we did talk about that and, you know, I was like, you know, did you have any suspicion at all? And she says, she says, not really. She says, but there was this one time and I'm guessing it was this visit and she was not there, but my mom had gone to visit Chicago and um, she remembers her own mother. So that would have been my maternal, paternal grandma saying that um, my mom's jacket was hanging on the back of, of Tom's door. And they were all kind of like, oh oh dear like you know what's going on and and but they i guess they kind of smoothed it all over sure so so so. that did happen you know and um that was kind of funny but you know times were so different and this is really like you know there was so much shame on women a if they got pregnant out of wedlock and b you know women having affairs and stuff like that It, it seems like it was just always really accepted for men, but not so much for women. I'm not saying it's right, but it's life, you know? Yeah. And then you wonder too, like, did your mom know that he was the father? So like, did she live with this regret or not regret, but did she live with this her entire life knowing that she had to say a story that wasn't true? So, so was that knowledge to her or maybe, you know, if she was still alive and you took this DNA test, maybe she would be just as surprised. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, even, okay. We all know denial is very, very powerful. Like even my part in this, just like, like finding out there, there's this third party. It's like, I wasn't necessarily super surprised, but I was very shocked, I think, just because I had a lot of denial in my own brain. And I I do think that she probably maybe she didn't know if I was actually, you know, father number two or Tom's um, because they're they're very similar builds and very like I really resemble the Irish side. I have, you know, green eyes and um, lighter skin and all my kids have, you know, green eyes and blue eyes, even though my husband's are brown. So there's very strong, like Irish roots in there. But I, I think she had to definitely, I think she held it a secret, you know, looking back on, on her life, she was kind of, kind of a subdued lady. I think she was a little bit, you know, crazy in her youth, although she grew up Catholic. And like I was told at one point she wanted to be a nun. (laughs) So, I know that she probably had a lot of, you know, regrets and, in, you know, what, what she did and stuff like that, but she was pretty hush hush about it. And uh, I mean, I was very close to my mom, but thinking back, she was very, very quiet. Yeah. And that's a big burden to carry. 
For sure, definitely. And I wonder, too, like, so for you as the daughter of your mom, uh, I'm not sure, like, if you ever go to the cemetery, like, where where I live in Wisconsin, people often will go put flowers at a grave. They sometimes are even real flowers. So if they live in the town and they go back and they water them all the time. So, So I wonder if you've, like, ever gone to the grave and maybe had that, like, do you talk to your mother, even though, you know, she's deceased and whatnot? Is there some sort of dialogue that you have with her in your head, maybe at the grave, or maybe it's just you think about it while you're driving or out for a walk? Have you ever had that kind of discourse or dialogue with your mother in that terms, uh, even though she's not with you physically? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, she she was actually cremated, um, so there's really nowhere to go visit her, but I mean, I, you know, definitely, you know, talk to her in prayer in my mind. Um, I think, I mean, we, I totally understand now, you know, like most people, I think I had a little bit of resentment when I first found out because I, I think it's really sad that, you know, uh, a parent doesn't get to know they have a child. Me as a parent myself, that to me, that's really kind of heartbreaking. And the fact that I never got to know my real father um but i realized that you know she did the best she could with with the circumstances she had and um i would hope that if she were alive and had found out that like she wouldn't have you know any shame or anything like that so it would be i don't know i haven't really gotten any clear answers from her if you know what i mean but um it would be fun someday to i don't know get some communication with her but as up to this point it's just kind of a secret you know and a it, it's it's a who knows did she know i don't know <laughs> and then you mentioned too that when you met up with your relatives your aunt and other relatives uh on that one time that one of them had put together this book and so you were able to get to know tom a bit more uh, maybe uh, hear some stories from his own life and, and whatnot. Just, uh, you know, like, was he a sport athlete? Things that he did, things that he enjoyed. So so as you heard those things, as you looked at that book, did you feel a greater connection to him, even though you never were able to meet him personally? Um, Not so much from, like, his life, really. Um, we didn't talk a lot about him you know i i have since reached out to my to my half sister and i said you know i'd really love to talk to you more about um tom and what kind of a person he was i know that he was an architect um i guess he really wasn't into sports too much i think they watched him but i know that um i was very athletic as a young you know kid and teenager um and i think he was a very you know intelligent man and she she just has wonderful things to say about him as a father that just he was just a really wonderful father and she just loved him to pieces you know he he passed away i believe when she was like 19 or 20 so that was really tough for her and i i do i'm pretty sure he's probably buried you know in chicago so i really would like to visit the his his grave site um when i get there so yeah, hopefully um, someone learn more about him. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully yeah. someone will be able to take you there. Maybe your aunt will be able to take you there. So uh kind of the other figures in this story, so we kind of understand your own family background now. 
um, who your father is and such. You mentioned when you made this discovery, it was partly because your son, he did the he did the Ancestry DNA or the 23andMe or some autosomal DNA test kit and found out about his Irish heritage. So obviously you have your own family. So what did your husband make of it? And maybe even like what did your son, knowing that he kind of sparked all of this with his own DNA test, um, what do they make of it or how are they responding to this news? Oh, there, my husband, he's he's very positive and he's all, he was just like, very excited for me that I knew and um, he thought it was he just oh I have an Irish last now you know he was really sweet and you know um, just happy about it and you know he's listened to me talk about it for years over and over and um, so he's been very very supportive and same with all my kids and my son was one of the first people I called and it's like I'm not guess what you're not going to believe it guess who my dad is and he's like who and I'm like Tom he's like who's Tom you know it's like um, so the kids have been really supportive and nobody's been like, you know, I thought people would kind of pass judgment on my mom and, you know, cause, and nobody really has. And they just, they just think it's cool that they have new family and that I've, you know, found this out and, um, they, you know, they're just, they're just happy about it. And what are the next steps for you, you know, as you uh, continue to make your way through life? Uh, you know these answers now. As you mentioned earlier, you had some questions very early on, so you've had resolution now. So uh, going forward uh, with the rest of your life, uh, how, do you, how do you move forward with all of this information and, and uh, gathering with family and such? Um. Well, it's funny. I, I, I've always had a fascination with Ireland and, it, you know, growing up, I've always like read books about like more like novels and always just thought, oh, the setting sounds so amazing. U2 was my favorite band growing up. So there's always been kind of this like love for Ireland, you know, even though I've never been there. So I, I, A, I want to go visit Ireland and, you know, see where my roots are from. My, so Tom's mom and father, so my paternal grandparents were the first first line generation they immigrated from Ireland. So I'd like to do that and um obviously, you know, stay in contact with my relatives, my cousin, my aunt. I also have a nephew and you know, um be in their life and just have them know me and um you know, just kind of I don't want to bombard them. Obviously, I have my life, they have their life, but I want them to know they're always welcome in California and, um, you know, just keep the, try and grow closer as the years go by, you know? Definitely. Well, it's such a beautiful story. You know, these stories can go either one way or the other. You can either have such a happy story where you find the family, you're integrated, you get to know them. It's a, a, a very you know, kind of fairy tale ending. But then you have the some of the stories where where it wasn't so welcoming, people shut you out, you don't really get the answers that you're really looking for. So I'm always happy when the story ends like this. And, uh, you know, I, I wish all of them did that everybody was open and ready to accept uh, family, given whatever has happened in the past. So um yeah, I wish you the best of luck with everything. Uh, I hope you do 
get back to Chicago and visit more family and be able to see the grave where he's buried if he is and and uh, that the story will continue to write itself in the years ahead. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and again, you know, thank you for allowing me to share my story and for um, you know, sharing other stories because it's it's really just encouraging and interesting to hear other people's stories as well. Well, thanks so much. And I couldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for people like you who write that email to DNA Discoveries Podcast at gmail.com or going to fireside.fm and uh, the host website for DNA Discoveries and and sending that message because when you make the contact, that's when the conversation can begin. So an encouragement to anybody out there listening uh, that you can reach out. Uh, you can find the links uh, in the show notes. And also don't forget to rate and review the podcast so that others will be able to find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So until next time, uh, I'm Edward Looney, and I look forward to sharing with you again real soon another DNA Discovery, Stories of Finding Family.